oxidative stress is the biggest health problem we all have that we don't know about <laughs> um, because it is something that's at the core of inflammation and most disease states. Just a little taster of what is coming up on the show. But first, please do like this video and subscribe to the channel. And also tell your friends and family about this podcast. Please let us know in the comments if you would like to hear any particular topic in relation to sleep or health. Then I will create a show especially for you just for asking the question. So let's get on with the show. and you're very welcome back again to another episode of the Empowering Family Health and this week I am excited once again all my guests are amazing I only bring the best onto this show to really help empower you with your health and wellness and today we have the wonderful Mimi Madden and before I bring Mimi on let me introduce Mimi she is a mum of six children would you believe and one dog (laughs) as well which is very important and Mimi comes from the world of arts and nonprofit uh, for over 25 years. Wow. She's a health advocate as well of uh, natural um, natural, uh, living and uh, health and wellness. She lives in Connecticut as well. And uh, and, and I'm absolutely delighted to have you here. Mimi, welcome and thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm delighted to be here. Great, great. Mimi, we were talking just before we pressed record and we have a lot to unpack on this show. Really amazing information. So we're going to talk today all about aging and longevity and what people can do to really, would we say, reverse aging or slow it down. Um, But we're going to have a look at all that area because we know we relate aging to uh, everything declining in the body and uh, pain, chronic pain, chronic diseases. That's what we associate aging. And you are here to tell us today how we can slow that down and reduce an awful lot of that. So Mimi, before we dive in, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you are passionate about this area of work? Sure. Um, would love to. So yeah, so one side of my life is involved with the arts and, and education really. Um, I have worked with kids and uh, love the expression that comes through art. And that's why early on I got involved in the, you know, production, uh, performing the art series, a poetry festival. So I love that side of things, but also went back in my twenties. So I'm 65. So I am really, you know, of the age where you begin to see people all around you um, have very sad turns of, of their health. And um, back when I was in my 20s was the first time I realized from some books I read that I could actually shift some problems I was having with my health, allergies and other issues by what I ate. And it just um, opened up a whole world for me. And that has been the beginning, really, of of a lifelong interest in seeing what I can do to assist my body in a holistic way to live as a healthy person. I love it. And I love, um, I really admire you, Mimi, as well, for taking it on to empower yourself to find out this information and to know that there is uh, things that you can do to help to slow down this whole process and have a life, a good quality of life and longevity as well. So Mimi, let's start with 
what is aging? How does that occur? And um, if you can unpack a little bit just to help us understand. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's very interesting. Um, there are, um, you know, many, many diseases that relate to um, our various organs and systems in the body. And um, we've, for years, people like when I grew up, you, you just sort of assumed that whatever your parents and grandparents suffered with, you were very likely, you're kind of doomed yeah. to end up with the same stuff. And that um, has been a, a really, you know, a good good news shift in the way science looks at our bodies, that really um, the fact that we get sick, have pain and get in, in disease states actually, um, it's all a result of a few systems that are in our cells slowing down as we age. Um, and that is, it's been a very interesting door to open for scientists because when they realize that um, it's these systems, mm. then they're, they began to look at the idea, you know, is there any way to keep the systems going? And, and that's a beautiful way to look at aging. So it's not inevitable. We don't have to feel a sense of futility. Yeah. I, I love that, Mimi, because, um, yes, and we do kind of associate aging with frailty and all that kind of thing. And, you know, when you look right down to the cellular level and even look at the intelligence of the body, um, there's oh, we've thousands and thousands of cells in our body and they're all doing hundreds and thousands of jobs themselves. And each cell is like a little factory in and of itself and um, has its own waste system, has its own breeding system. It's just so, so intelligent. And as we age, the the, the signaling, if you like. So all our cells actually talk to each other. Like they literally, they talk to each other. They, they live in this community. They help support each other. And as we age, everything slows down and, you know, different hormones decline and enzymes and all this sort of thing. So there is a couple of different factors that we're going to touch on today um, that contributes to this whole aging process, if you like. Um, so we're going to talk about the oxidative stress and um, we're going to talk about the mitochondria as well. And we're going to talk a little bit about fasting. So can you start us off and talk to us about oxidative stress and free radicals? What's all that about? Yeah, I mean, I, I always love saying that oxidative stress is the biggest health problem we all have that we don't know about <laughs> um, because it is something that's at the core of inflammation and most disease states. Um, even things like just brain fog, less energy, a lot of those issues that we deal with as we get older and sadly, more and more young people are dealing with now. Um, but I also, I liked how you referenced the cells as factories because that helped me understand this, um, this whole problem we have. Um, so when we're young, we, our cells are very healthy, but that's because um, it has uh, all the parts of the factory are working. All the employees are, are at their stations, so to speak, um, because when we um, when our metabolism creates energy, which is you know one of the main purposes of our cells, um, it they also produce a waste, a toxic waste, which I liken to a car engine. Mm -hmm. um, so when we drive, if you have a good muffler exhaust system, then you're okay. Um, but if you're if your exhaust system breaks down, you smell it in the car, it can be toxic and can be deadly. Um, so it's really the same. So our exhaust system that also is built into the cells is this beautiful um, production of antioxidant enzymes. They're very, very powerful. And um, the body, as you said, the cells speak to each other. 
So when we produce the energy or perhaps we get free radicals, they're un I should say they're unstable molecules that damage our cells. So that's the toxic elements in our cells. Um, we get them from producing energy and from the environment and from chemicals in the food. And there's more and more external toxins right now. Obviously, everybody knows that. Um, so when we have the free radicals, when we're young and everything's working beautifully, the, um, the antioxidant response kicks in, the message gets to the nucleus, on they go, de uh, neutralize those free radicals, get them out, um, and it maintains the health of the cells. So it's a beautiful system, but unfortunately it begins to slow down, as we were saying around the age of 20 or so. And no matter how well you eat and take care of yourself, um, fit, however fit you're being, for everybody, unfortunately, there's an inevitable rise of cell damage. So it's been called free radical damage. Oxidative stress is the term when it becomes widespread. And when our cells are damaged, just like a car or anything else, um, they don't work well. And so the function in our cells goes down. And depending where your genetic weaknesses are, that's where the oxidative damage might show up. And often it takes years when we get sick um, or have really serious problems. It doesn't just happen. It's a slow breakdown of these systems and the function of our cells. So um, yeah, so that's kind of an explanation of it that uh, unfortunately it's part of our own production of energy that creates it. Yeah, yeah. I And I love, I, and just to recap and just to maybe add a few things as well, I love because it is a natural byproduct in a lot of cases, all our, all our cellular activity. And I love the analogy that you used of the car and the fumes coming out of the car. And, um, you know, if the car is serviced very well, it will eliminate those those fumes effectively. Um, and as we age, like as the car ages as well, it doesn't work as, as efficiently and um, everything starts to, to break down. And but you know, if we if we service the car regularly and we can have more long, longevity out of the car, um, and um, some some of the other toxins as well that you know we could talk a lot about. You know, the different toxins in our environment, in the air, um, in the air that we're breathing outside. Even indoor air quality is very polluted, believe it or not. You know, fumes coming off of our furniture and the the cleaning products that we use in our house. Um, even the sprays on the, the crops nowadays, the herbicides and all of that, um, uh, the water, what's in our water, excess fluoride and oh, lots of stuff. But we could go on about the toxins in our environment. So that is on top of our natural byproducts, waste byproducts as well. So there's lots of different places where these toxins can come into our body, even the thoughts that we're having. So psychological stress as well is a very big one. And so it's it's a very big um, factor to consider. And it's, it's our lifestyle, really, you know, and you talked at the very beginning that an awful lot of us thought it was from our, our parents, you know, genetic uh, genetic um, inheritance as such. And a small portion of that can be. Yes. But we're going to talk um, a little bit later on about how we can um, override that process or manipulate it, if you like, or control it. Um, uh, with, a, with another process. So so that's the oxidative stress. And we talked about the antioxidants and these can literally um, neutralize these free radicals that's going around and damaging all our cells. So 
And obviously this oxidative stress of free radicals contributes to damaging our cells more and contributes to aging. So the other thing that I want to talk about is the, our mitochondria, which we know is our powerhouses of our cells, the mitochondria. And this is a very big area that a lot of people often overlook when it comes to aging and uh, diseases and inflammation. So can you tell us a little bit about mitochondria and how this contributes Sure. I mean, the mitochondria, um, and I, 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 again, I'm not a science um, yeah. expert, so, you know, I keep things very simple. So I don't remember all the specifics, but I, um, there are mitochondria, thousands, probably millions in, in our cells and all the organs, um, particularly uh, there are higher levels, I believe, in the brain and the heart. That's right. Um, yeah. And so because those uh, those really don't ever stop, They're, those organs are on, um, is my understanding. But um, but the mitochondria, as we all heard, if you remember from high school, um, you know, the powerhouse of the cells. So they produce the energy to not, not just the energy that we experience to get up and to exercise, but really the um, the energy behind all the mechanisms in our body, which is the complex that make everything run. And um, again, just like the antioxidant system, um, the mitochondria production, it's, it's a system and it's got a name, NRF1 uh, pathway. But um, when we are young, we produce a lot more mitochondria and it's much healthier than we do as we age because the system slows down. And there's a very close relationship between the mitochondria and the antioxidant systems, um, because as you can imagine, as the antioxidants slow down, um, we have general oxidative damage, um, but the mitochondria become more and more damaged as well. So it's very, um, they're very interconnected. And this but, is one of the reasons why we experience a lot of fatigue as well as we get older yes, during I, the daytime. And I believe I read somewhere that uh, the mitochondria produce 90% of the body's energy. Imagine so it's really important to look after the health of our mitochondria. And the NRF1 is the enzyme that can help to activate um, the and, and make the mitochondria more efficient, as you say, as well. Um, and I was going to add that you hear more and more about mitochondrial dysfunction yes. nowadays as a core part of many health challenges that we have. Yeah, absolutely. And we need energy for the body to heal and repair. Uh, and, and actually, you mentioned about the brain and the heart having uh, most mitochondria um, because they're always working. And the brain, even when we're sleeping at nighttime, the brain is actually more active in some of the different parts of sleep. It's more active at nighttime. And the heart is always, I mean, if the heart stopped, well, that's it, you know, so the heart is always, always going as well. So they they really need uh, the energy of the body as well. And something else I just thought of while you were, t- while you were talking there is, um, uh, brown adipose tissue so when we're younger we tend to have a lot more brown adipose tissue and you're a mum of six kids Um, I remember um, you know my kids going out to the playground or whatever and they'll have a t-shirt on and it's freezing outside and I'm come over come here and put on your jumper and they're like no I'm too warm I'm hot right and I'm like how do they not feel the cold and it's because of this brown adipose tissue and children have more brown adipose tissue and what's significant about the brown adipose tissue is it's uh, densely packed with the mitochondria and that's why the kids have more energy and also another just another side note is uh, brown adipose tissue is is um very effective at burning um the white 
fat, you know, the bad fat, the visceral fat. So <laughs> it's fat burning. Yeah. So there's something else there now as well. So, so that's the mitochondria. So it's a really important part uh, um, of, of, um, of uh, keeping our energy up and the whole process of healing, repairing as well that the body needs to do. Now, something I talk about quite a lot in relation to sleep is fasting. And I talk about time restricted fasting, not necessarily fasting during the day. But, you know, if we go back thousands of years ago when we were living in caves, we only ate during the daytime. We had a very small window where we ate during the daytime when, when we had sunshine and, um, you know, we could we could cook the food or whatever. So we've evolved this way. And actually, the timing of our eating is a very big cue for our circadian rhythm and this timing of all our body systems and the body clocks and everything, um, including our sleep drive and sleep-wake system. So uh, fasting, I, I talk about fasting, um, fasting for at least 12 hours, if not 14 or 16 hours, um, but it has to be at least 12 hours. Um, and this has significant impact on how well we sleep at nighttime. Um, is there anything that you want to add? I know NAD is another um, molecule that um, is activated and it helps with this healing, repairing as well, this NAD. Um, can you add anything about that in relation to fasting? Yeah, um, it's, it's actually been uh, one of the avenues that I have had a chance to learn about um, another system. So again, we've talked about the NRF2 system antioxidant production for NRF1 for mitochondria. So the uh, NAD pathway, um, NAD is a molecule that is um, a huge area of research. Actually, it's called the molecule of life. Uh, without it, we don't live, period. Wow. Um, and just like the other uh, systems, the production of NAD slows down um, and it's related to the production of something called sirtuin proteins. Mm. And Again, I'll keep it very simple because that's my understanding, but the sirtuin proteins are critical for the health of the DNA, for the proper expression of our genetic material, um, as well as multiple functions of the cells in the body. So um, because these, this, you know, NAD and sirtuins are so important for health, um, it has become actually in the States, it's a, it's a focus of whole departments devoted to studying NAD um, at uh, Harvard and MIT, and there's one you can you can watch. Dr. David Sinclair has some fascinating talks about it. Yeah. Um, and so what they have done is they have found that they can increase the production of NAD uh, by like ninety some percent by mm -hmm. extreme caloric deprivation. So not just the fasting you're talking about, even even further, like five hundred calories a day, which is not something you would want to um, live with. But what they have found that it, it extends the life dramatically of those mice that they're studying. So it was very interesting when I began to learn about intermittent fasting and I did some research and realized, yes, indeed, um, one of the things that you see is that the increase of sirtuin proteins is documented. So um, it is a, uh, for whatever reason, I don't understand exactly why, but um, doing some kind of fasting limiting when we eat um, is very helpful to kick back on that system. And again, it's very different from the idea of supplementing because you can, you can get, there's a product, I think, or a couple on the market where you can take NAD, but we don't assimilate very well external supplements mm. like that. But, but doing this healthy eating as you're describing 
can actually pick on the production in our own factory. So it's it's exciting. And I have to credit you, Mimi, because um, I only started looking at NAD in relation to sleep because um, I always talked about the fasting, um, you know, in relation to sleeping well at nighttime because the body doesn't want to be at work digesting food when we're sleeping and sometimes it can take a couple of hours depending on you know proteins they take a long time to break down um so depending on what we eat you know it, it takes a certain amount of time for for foods to digest and um and i only started looking at the nad when i was uh, researching some of the work that you were doing so thank you for that because it's a really interesting avenue i'm definitely going to explore that more um and um and i guess um you know when we're digesting food we can't be in the state of uh, rest and digest, which is where all the heal and repairing is done, where all the detoxification is done. Um, because our cells, all, all our cells die off. Some of them die. You know, I know our skin cells is every 28 days. So, you know, the cells of our different systems in our bodies takes a certain amount of time to regenerate. But um, every seven years, we literally have a brand new body. All, all our cells are replaced every seven years, apparently. Yeah. So I will be looking further down that road of NAD in relation to um, helping people to improve their circadian rhythms and their cellular health in, in general. And one other thing that I uh, came across was um, in relation to fasting is it turns on autophagy, which is the, um, the, the the cellular death. So we have the cellular death, so cleaning up that cellular death. So when we're in that state of rest and digest, it turns on that process, um, which is obviously part of this NAD as well. So I will be looking more into that. So, um, so we spoke earlier on at the very beginning that an awful lot of people think that, um, you know, they're doomed if they inherit, you know, if their mother or father, um, you know, had these chronic diseases like, uh, liver disease, arthritis, um, asthma. There's a list of chronic diseases that people um, uh, get as they age, um, but it's not all necessarily uh, hereditary. We're talking about epigenetics and nutrigenomics as well. So can you expand on what that means and um, the nutrigenomics, what, what it is, uh, you know, in simple terms for people yeah. to understand? Yeah, sure. I mean, nutrigenomics really uh, emerged out of the whole field of epigenetics, which as we talked about is understanding that we can have a lot more impact on our genetic expression than anybody formerly believed. And there's been you know, huge areas of science focused on the genome project and otherwise, um, which has opened up wonderful avenues for science in many ways for us. Um, so nutrigenomics is the same idea, but focusing a little more on a nutra being nutrition. Yeah. So it's food. And also plant compounds, which is an area that that's sort of was my doorway into this, um, but that can have a very positive impact on our genetic expression. And um, and that again, these 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 fields have been growing very quickly. It's very exciting to see the science that's coming out. Um, and I, I think one of the the biggest areas first, and the the NRF one and NAD are close behind, but the NRF two activation of ways to stimulate the production of our antioxidants that is probably been in the the you know the forefront of nutrigenomics really well, and, and you said NRF2 what is what is is it, what is NRF2 what what is this yeah. yeah so NRF2 um, it is actually a protein in every single cell of the body and right. um, again you said at the beginning our cells speak to each other and they do it by often by protein messenger the messenger proteins 
So NRF2 is an important messenger protein in every cell. So when there, it's so beautiful, but when, when antioxidant, I mean, when free radicals begin their bad work, the, when, it, when our system's working well, the NRF2 protein sends a message to the nucleus and the nucleus turns on the antioxidants, which are very powerful. Up, they get rid of up to a million free radicals per second, round the clock when they're on. It's just amazing. Um, but also it then turns it off because it has to be calibrated. You, want, you don't want that system on all the time. That has bad effects. So it's a calibrated system and that NRF2 is a very important protein that sends the important message. Um, I, I liken it to a, like a thermostat. <clears throat> you can have all the oil in your, in your uh, fuel tank, but if your thermostat is not working, then you will be, you're, you'll be cold. It won't get to you. Um, and so, so it regulates it, regulates it right. So um, this first, uh, you know, natural breakthrough in this that kind of opened the field of NRF activation, which you know I can tell you a little about. But um, what uh, they didn't actually know how it was happening, but there was a really significant, dramatic impact of oxidative stress in a month, and it got a lot of attention in the scientific world. And what they began to realize is that it was able to kick on the um, the NRF2 activation again. So as we get older, it's the messages don't get through, the system slows down. So it, you know they found a synergistic natural product, completely turned it back on as though you were five years old again. And so um, it, it really got a lot of attention because nobody knew that was possible. So it's a very different uh, new world in a way, moving from supplements of what we need to try to fix as we get older, to being able to get, you know, plug it in again, plug in the system that's already wired into all our cells. So uh, since that time, um, back in the early 2000s, there is a very fast growing field of NRF2 activation because, um, you know, both in the pharmaceutical realm and in the natural realm. So this right. is where we are. So we want to, um, so for all this oxidative stress and uh, producing the antioxidants yes we can eat foods that will help to activate that but it's not very effective these days for many reasons and one of them is well we're not we have gut problems we're not absorbing our foods um, an awful lot of our foods have toxins in them they're not as high quality as they used to be so this other um so, so you're talking about another uh, product that is even more effective because what we want to do is activate these nrf2 um, proteins and the NRF1 protein, which is for the mitochondria. Um, and you you have a product um, that you use. Um, what's the name of the product? Yeah, it's called Protandum. Um, and I have to admit, when I was, you know, looking at it at first, I, I have a healthy skepticism because there are so many, we're deluged by products and many of them are great, um, but it's hard to know, you know. So I was very impressed by the the, the developer of this is a world-renowned scientist who received the same Smithsonian medal as Madame Curie and Alexander Graham Bell and the Wright brothers, et cetera, and Tesla, um, because he discovered the NERF2 pathway originally back in the 60s. So he was already like the leader in that field. Um, and then um, over the years, he was the one who decided to work. He was Western medicine. He began to work with people exploring Eastern medicine, so came up with a synergistic product of five herbs used forever, but together they are profoundly powerful to turn on the system. Yeah. So again, when, when they did it, they didn't even understand really fully the mechanism. 
And right. I think the ratio of, of these blends as well is very important. It is. It's why it's patented. You can't patent an herb, but it is specifically the formula. Um, it's, you know, you can see the comparison of each individual has a minor little activation, but it's 1800% more when it's together. And as you were saying, um, you know, I'm committed to eating well. And I also take like a concentrated green powder drink that's, you know, to get certain nutrients. But even if we ate, um, you know, you'd have to eat bushels and bushels and bushels of food to, to compare because I just want to mention this, that the, um, a, a molecule of a blueberry or an, uh, vitamin C will get rid of one anti one free radical and that's all it can do. So you can see how much you need. Um, but our own, as I said, when we activate our own, they will get rid of up to a million free radicals per second round the clock over and over. So, yeah, so it's, it's really like a new technology. You know, it's like, why would you be using a typewriter when you have a computer, which went far beyond just a better word processor, you know? So, um, yeah, so it is an exciting field. And again, so much has grown out of it. And the, uh, the other thing that caught my attention was the level of science that has validated it. Uh, the American Heart Association, I mean, they never studied a natural product before in their history, but they validated that it's very beneficial to people for heart, heart health to lower your oxidative stress dramatically. It's true for really everything. I mean, oxidative stress is just a core problem. So, you know, of course you want your systems go. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. Oh my God. So yeah, it can, it, it contributes. So oxidative stress and inflammation and, and inflammation is a byproduct of all this toxins, whatever toxin you're talking about, it's a byproduct and inflammation is behind every chronic pain all disease right yes all disease yeah and there's so many people with chronic pain now at the moment uh chronic health problems um even even like obesity um type 2 diabetes the asthma um the, the list is endless of the types of you know and cardiovascular health is massive as well at the moment you know people really suffering with cardiovascular and the diabetes is, is huge like it's huge and, and that leads to other things brain health as well and alzheimer's degenerative diseases that helps with that as well um, I was reading all this in the studies. It's just phenomenal, you know, and um, the the proteins in the, I, I talk about this in relation to sleep, the, the beta amyloid, these toxic proteins are plaques that are formed in the brain. And it can be from many, many reasons, lifestyle mainly. Um, but when we're sleeping at nighttime, it clears this out uh, of the brain at nighttime. Um, and it has been found that patients with Alzheimer's, they have these clusters of these beta amyloids and plaques in their brain. However, there are a lot of people that are not sleeping well. And as we progress in age as well, everything, all the sleep hormone um, declines and various other things as well. And um, this can help to help yeah. with all of that. I think that's how we started our conversation when I first met you was, you know, there's a very interesting intersection yes. with sleep in, in all of this. And, um, you know, I again, I, I've since getting to know you, I've looked a little more at the science connecting. It was a big scientific trail. Um, how oxidative stress can high levels can prevent good sleeping. We also need sleep in and itself. In and of itself, it helps reduce oxidative stress by activating the enzymes for antioxidants. Also, um, so it's kind of a vicious cycle. Yes. And um, part of my own story. So you know, we um, you know, I, it's sometimes hard to tell this particular story. Um, because the results of being able to turn that system on fully 
are very, very good, as you can imagine, in people's health. Um, but, you know, I would never say something is cured or treated because we just don't say that. Um, but I have loved seeing the impact. And one of the areas is sleep. Um, for myself, like many, many women, um, lowering oxidative stress, my um, menopause system, the symptoms were gone, hot flat, which was wonderful. Anybody who's suffered with those, and that's a common story. Can, you know, can't say for everybody, you can't guarantee each body's a little different, but very common. Meditating. Oh, yeah. And along with that, um, the the sleep for me, um, it just became profound. Even, you know, if I get up even two or three times, profound sleep again. And that, you know, I've, I've met hundreds of people with that same story. And it was interesting because I told you that the sleep expert, Dr. Bruce, actually prevent, uh, presented at one of the conferences. and. Um, you know, it, it's just kind of fascinating that um, it's so interwoven because we need sleep, as you know, for restoring so many functions of the body. Um, but our body sometimes prevents us because it is, it's, a, it's a bad cycle. Yeah. And our, our body is always looking to heal and repair. It's always you know, doing, it's all like the body is just a, a miracle machine. And all we have to do is provide it with the right environment to enable it to do that. Exactly. And um, yes, I was reading, I read an awful lot on Dr. Michael Bruce. I followed him a long time now, actually. I learned a lot of my my stuff from, from Dr. Michael Bruce. Um, and he he's written a very good paper on the, the NAD. I was reading that actually. Yeah. And he talks a lot about the circadian rhythm and the sleep cycles. And, you know, I talk about the circadian rhythm in relation to sleep, but we have rhythms in all our cells, in our bodies, timings like for everything. And the NAD can help um, to make that more effective and really have us be in sync with this circadian rhythm. So there's a lot to be said, you know, about giving our body the optimal environment to work so that it can do this for us. So you're 65, Mimi. Uh, how long have you been using this product? Uh, for eight years, actually. So I'm kind of a good, you know, test to look back. And, and I, I've thought often, um, you know, people do live longer now, but how many people do we all know who end up, I always think of it as two categories. One is the cognitive, which we all dread, you know, yeah. and then mobility. Yes. And so usually in your late fifties, early sixties is not a time when you see improvements, you know, you're usually struggling a little more and really on so many levels, I've been, you know, just grateful to see improvements with allergies, which has come my respiratory weakness, um, you know, healthier through the winters um, and less brain fog, more, more clarity of thinking, which is also because, you know, kind of oxidative stress in the brain. Um, but one really great thing, I, I, it caught my attention when I first looked at the science for Pertandem that um, some of the studies were on skin cancer with remarkable results in, in these studies. And I was having skin cancer every year. Um, and right before it, it was actually melanoma with surgery. Wow. And um, I've had none of any of the kinds that I was struggling with for, for eight years. And again, it's not, um, you know, I'm not a, a clinical study, but, but what I think it's just evidence, as you were saying, how miraculous the body is yes. when it can function again. So when they did add, um, the scientists, when they realized what was possible in terms of activating um, the system, they also developed another synergistic herbal formula to reactivate the mitochondria production. Um, so now it's like the two sides of the cell function, you know, like a 70% increase in a month. I mean, these are really wonderful. And then the other thing, um, like I, I am really, after talking to you, I'm definitely going to start 
doing a little more of the intentional fasting in the evening. <laughs> but but there is now um, another synergistic uh, tandem that activates the NAD by by a hundred percent in twenty four hours. So it's just you know what it tells me is that the body's system is ready and waiting to reactivate no matter how you do it. And and there are drugs now that are coming out that use chemicals to activate the NR2 system. Like, you know, yes, very serious side effects. You kind of, you know, people are different, what they want to do and how they want to approach their health. But it's, to me, it's all validation for the importance of doing this. Uh, yeah and you know this, so so what i can hear mimi is the activation of this nrf2 um, and the nrf1 is is um what we can do to help to slow down this whole it's, it's just the activation so yeah, yeah. giving that to our bodies and then the body will do what it needs to do turn it on the, the gene expression or whatever turn it on and off and what you said about the nad as well i know dr michael bruce does back that up as well and um, he, he obviously spoke at one of your conferences or something as well um, and actually, I just wanted to, because I didn't say this at the very beginning, but this is not medical advice, folks. <laughs> right. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, this is just purely for your information. So this show is all about, you know, giving you some nuggets of information. I think there's a lot of nuggets in this uh, this conversation, Mimi, um, really just to help people, give them enough information to give them a taster and to give them an, a, a drive or, a, you know, to get excited that, that you can go and find out more information for yourself. Try try these products if you want or you know do what you need to do to help to activate your nrf2 after this conversation after what you've learned so i really just wanted to say that as well this is not medical information that are medical advice it's, it's it's um for information purpose so that's because we, we spoke yeah, a lot yeah. about the <laughs> science and all that kind of stuff as well mimi listen we're coming to the end i could i could talk to you all day this is fascinating stuff it really really is mimi if i was to ask you um for a, a really empowering thought, something that you can just leave people with to be empowered to, you know, to to take control of their life again. What what would you tell people to do? Well, you know, it's interesting. Most real medical health breakthroughs take many years to take root. So penicillin took twenty years yes. to even get to our doctors to begin to get to the patients. Um, And I feel very grateful that this knowledge, you know, that I happen to have to land in my lap, most people still are not aware. Um, There's a ton in the scientific realm, but still not really in the average population. So I just encourage everybody to take a look at whether it's through, you know, I'm open to a conversation ever, but whether it's through that or just do your own research, but the ability to jump light years ahead, to have your body work like it used to when you were young and reduce the oxidative stress to the level you had when you were a little baby, mm-hmm. it's just too good to pass up. I mean, I, I feel like it's, I can hear it. No matter what else you're doing to your health for your health, I feel like lift the foundation by getting your body pulling again and, um, and then do whatever you want. But it, it matters how we live our lives. It matters that we feel good. And we need our body. It helps with our mind and our emotions. Um, it's we're all part of part and parcel, one one being. So um, yeah, so it's just very good news. You know, you're a, a bundle of energy, Mimi, and you're evidence of of this as well. This quality of life that we can all have, and it's really important for the individual, but also for the people in our lives 
because we do impact the people in our lives that we have that ripple effect. And wouldn't it be a lovely world, Mimi, if everybody was in good mood and healthy and had good quality of life? Imagine a world of that now, you know, and it's possible. And I know we're ending, but I'll say one last thing is that we often focus on recovering, but really the biggest story with nutrigenomics is prevention. And as, um, as more and more people understand this, it will prevent you know, larger portions of the population on the planet from going into those and having to climb out. So prevention is very important. Absolutely. And keeping our immune system very strong as well. So we'd have less of a, a risk of, of contracting viruses, I suppose, and germs and diseases on, on that respect as well. So that's a, a very big one too, as well, when it comes to prevention. So Mimi, where can people find you? Um, well, uh, I guess you're going to put some info, but my my email is mimimadden15 at gmail.com. Um, love setting up times to talk. I will include my links. So if somebody wants to actually look at the products and the science, I'll put some of that in this for them. And I, I, I love meeting people. I don't ever push products, but um, it's a it's a beautiful area. So happy to have conversations with anyone. Fantastic. Well, you've certainly enlightened me and uh, I'm sure many of our listeners as well, Mimi. So listen, thank you so much, Mimi, for your time today and have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for inviting me. Bye-bye. I do hope you are enjoying these conversations and to help me continue Putting these videos and audio podcasts together, I do have an ask. I do need support to help me to keep bringing you knowledge and insights. There is a Patreon link, patreon.com forward slash empowering family health, or you can make a donation via PayPal. All the links are in the description and the pinned comment. You can do a one-off or you can do a monthly support. So I'd really appreciate that. Thank you and have a wonderful day. Take care. Thank you for joining us on the Empowering Family Health Podcast. If you liked what you heard and you want to hear more, please subscribe to the upcoming cast. And remember to share with your friends so that they too can be empowered.